Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're back to discuss the fourth episode of Foundation Season 2, Where the Stars Are Scattered Thinly. Written by Lee Dana Jackson and David S. Goyer. Directed by Mark Tondere. I like this episode a lot. It gave me some things to think about. I have too many crazy theories to even entertain. <laughs> and thus, I, I um, am Confucius about where this could possibly end. But that's a great thing, though. That means that I'm on the edge of my seat. I don't know who's playing who. I don't trust anybody. And I'm pretty sure... Out of all the pairs in this group, a few of them are not, in this episode I should say, are, are not going to be alive. Just, just, just my two cents. I got death predictions. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. You can also find this podcast, the audio version, on YouTube. You can like, share, subscribe there as well. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below. And let's head into it. We're going to break it down by location like I did last episode. I just prefer that in my notes. <laughs> Because it will keep me more consistent on my my thought process and not have to go all over the place. Trantor was my favorite story arc only because I have no flipping clue <laughs> what to make of any of this court intrigue. I'm not a a Peter Baelish. I cannot see all of the machinations unfolding, but they are definitely unfolding. Spicy Seraph continues to get spicier. Rue remarks to a fresh-faced Seraph that the palace emblem is a bit egotistically overdone. It's on their forks. It's on their brushes. It's on the pillow when she wakes up so thus it's on her face she wonders why seraph is without her pixels <laughs> that's all i could think to call her makeup however this is a ploy so that when she meets with dawn to interrogate him using her wiles wiles that rue taught her dawn will think she is being open and honest with him so that he will reciprocate I always struggle with that word. Her goal is to find out who killed her family. Oh, I knew it. This is confirmation of what I was suspecting in episode two because it felt as if she had a little bit of edge to her voice when she was commenting about her family. And it was a bit of a mini interrogation to get the reaction out of day. And I think Rue was just concerned with how now that I knowing what i know now re reanalyzing that scene she probably was worried that she would overstep her bounds she would push it too far but she kept full control over the situation which is why we don't hear her being chastised about that which in a scene like this when they're alone you would expect and while, yes, they could be couching, because I would be remiss to say in a palace like this, maybe they're saying things out loud that will be known later on because you never know who's listening. I do think this is truly what her goal has been to find out who killed her deceased family or if they did it. And if so, uh, finding the evidence for that though she was so far down the line is it possible she had a relationship with her family because the way she emphasized it a little later on like i was a million steps from the throne it's just not hereditary hereditary it's as if all the people that would have 
objected to this match are now conveniently not here to object also knowing that rue slept with dust confirms that sarah's choice to entice day in the rather aggressive manner that she did may be picked up by rue's own intimate knowledge with the man on what would attract his attention because she feels as if she's a titillating prize for him that he needs to charm with we find out rue and day being the main proponents of this particular match which changes uh, a lot of things kind of sort of because i need to know who these other people are she wishes her luck before heading out to her own schemes and i gotta say i was i was really feeling the ladies this episode they was definitely using a wop skills to find out what they needed to know upon meeting up with dawn seraph drops the bomb that rue has sex with his granddad <laughs> and while she left trantor with no memories of the encounter she had enough money to successfully start climbing the political ladder something that she owes to dawn dawn corrects that dust isn't his grandpa but admits it is weird from the inside and the outside he then asks to go to his secret spot what you say all of the palace scenes were absolutely gorgeous i could have spent hours there amid some tall trees seraph takes the bull by the horns immediately breaching the topic of his question which is did you try to assassinate day interesting that he would play the interrogator instead of dusk because it feels as if that would be something dust would want to but he's already made up his particular mind about it and considering the brothers don't share everything with each other as he remarks that they never told me about rue and he had plenty of opportunity in the last 24 hours to be like hey hey you see her i tapped that <laughs> and it also would feel that dawn would come to the same conclusion as his brother that she wouldn't allow herself to fall under that cloud of suspicion at the height of when she would be suspicious <laughs> <laughs> oh i tried to kill you and then i showed up eight hours later no plus there's enough cloud of suspicion already circling her in regards to many believing she killed her family which is also still on the table i guess she's going around saying she is looking for the people that killed her family but that could be a ruse she killed them and she's using this to create divide between the brothers because i don't trust you for five seconds i think you is just as shady as the rest of them but maybe there's some genuine some genuine desire for revenge i just don't know if you were that far removed from your family that you would be that emotionally entangled with them that's the part i'm not buying because you were crying as if you knew them on a personal level and i just didn't get that inclination so what does surprise him is learning her angle which is to wonder if he in some 30 years would massacre her entire family while he immediately denies it it's quickly followed by what evidence And that's when she says it's rare that i would have been anywhere near to inheriting the throne that she is woefully unprepared something i think is absolute hogwash because 
she's emphasized it twice now that she would not be someone considered to have the capacity or capability of rule and it could be all the way down to her her status as not a courtesan but a it's someone playing that role you know uh what did she say a debut not a debutante um but something along those lines but those people with those particular skills just because they're not on the throne don't mean they don't have their own type of power or their own ability to control things if anything they're given a lot more leadway because people don't see them as someone with power that they would need to be on their guard around uh but more importantly no one before her would even consider this marriage proposal and since she is seen as this flame monarch in need of rescue as her kingdom most needs her and is did she indicate that they were not collapsing but certainly have felt the effect of not effective leadership that there happens to be day there ready to offer his hand i can be your hero baby i can kiss away the pain i will stand by you forever as far as circumstantial evidence goes she presented Don with a pretty strong fucking case and he admits you know I would like to think in some years I would be that type of person is that worthy of being praised <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but he does say it would have had to be before he knew her and liked her you so fucking precious when you smile from the back and drive you while these two definitely seem to have some chemistry and i like the chemistry between them it can only end in doom it would appear at least to me right now at this moment because while she is playing the you know playing the part in this moment he is certainly he's he's fully aware that she is being set up to be his brother's wife but he kind of puts himself out there as liking her a little bit more than and they're both fully aware oh we would have been compatible she tells him ending their conversation kind of leaving him with that nugget of hey we could have had something ourselves because i do like your frankness and intelligence and i do think that they were being may she she probably has more that she's not revealing but i do think they're their commitment to always be truthful with each other with that handshake is a significant plot device for the future her goal isn't him he's simply a tool she if she if she's really trying to come after the emperor and she wants to kill him for what he's done because i don't think she wants him tried i don't even know if she wants his throne (laughs) i i can't figure out what is her end game but i don't think marrying the younger son is a part of it but it is enough to draw a wedge between day and dawn if he starts thinking you know what why 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 does it have to end with you why can't it end with me since i've already been decanted isn't it only fair and the question of why they weren't put together is also a bigger question though day doesn't want you to have a legacy he wants the legacy to stop with him despite the better match being between them two ensuring a true legacy 
I also started to rewatch some scenes from season one. I was reminded how much Day loved Don. He saw him like a son, even the way he talked to him when he was older. From the time he was very young, he seemed to have groomed him in his own image. Yet in this particular Don and Day, they have they don't have that type of very close-knit affinity for each other and not having that and him having it with with dawn or with dusk says that they are probably that that dusk is far more maternal or paternal with him than day ever is and considering that he is well read that he knows about warfare that she knows about warfare they could actually make a pretty formidable couple against the falling empire if one is supposedly going to war with the foundation but i don't know if that's where the show is gonna go in this time because I don't think any of her feelings are genuine. It feels like he's genuinely interested in her. But she ain't in the mood to boo up right now. Continuing to walk as I stated. Um, she also points out that she won't be so easy for a day to manipulate. And he says it's going to make. You're going to make a, a odd addition to their family. And that's another thing. Why is he so comfortable with being eliminated from from the line of secession? Even good people would be a little salty. <laughs> they would at least say, you know, I'm upset about that, but he doesn't seem to be upset at all. Was it you? Did you kill her family? <laughs> Get down to the one that you knew would be, I don't know, erase your memory of doing it. It's all going to come back out. All of it's, it's circling. It's just who did it? Who did it? It was a friend of mine. Who did it? I'm going to stop. Both granddad and young blood are scheming. Because you can marry without having children. Bringing dominion under your control and having the backing of their army in a time of warfare. And there's a generational intimacy through Rue. Speaking of homegirl, she admires what Dust loves most, his Muriel. And that's why she brought him the the paints that he also loves so much. He's retouching because now that they have this paint, the other one looks like shit. He admits he started doing the painting while he was day as he enjoyed it and didn't want to start when it was a chore. Is that one way he drifted away? They all seem to have their roles at certain time periods. Things turn spicy when he admits he was the Cleon she slept with all that time ago in Gossamer's court. And while her memory was erased of the encounter, he remembers it fondly, saying he's never even talked to someone else that he has erased, even though that could just be a pickup line. Dust us is out how keen Rue is for this marriage and that it hasn't been cemented yet. Seraph, she admits, isn't willing to settle for someone idiotic. And while I have a lot of sway with the queen, she isn't quite on board yet. But me and Day really want this and we have the backing, the votes. Like Dawn, Dust has changed from the person we met originally too. Remember that was a man who heard Selden's prophecies and wanted to immediately destroy, but then after the the Tower Bridge collapsed, how he kind of went into looking for anything that prophesizes or guarantees what they're saying, and then he starts feeling fear as he starts slipping away, and then the regret starts to set in. He doesn't seem as if he's hit that stage at all. There's still there's still uh, some fight in this man. This old man 
has something more that i think he wanted to discuss privately or show her on that tape maybe i that could be a stretch and we just wasn't supposed to see it but i have a feeling that that's going to come into play uh the the (laughs) the line of we had good conversation and copulation (laughs) and the way it was delivered as he casually throws out so we record those memories and we keep it at the palace and if you come to my room you can get a private showing of what we did do is that some, like come to my room and watch us let us watch a porno porno of us talking back in the day She asked if she'll be able to keep the memories this time, and he said, oh, yes. Got the nasty in my taxi. You need a lift. You can sit between the backseat and my dick. Finally, ending on Tranter, end on Secret Spot, never mind you. Rue and Seraph meet with a reluctant guard who points out their memories are recorded and wiped once a week, but Seraph says that her people develop technology to fool a memory audit like they did with Rue when she came to Cloud Dominion to reverse a memory wipe. They are also disrupting the grid around them at that particular moment. So that is game changer information. What do they know? And what could they do <laughs> with certain memories they they're they're putting something out there about memories the idea that this cloud dominion developed technology that demoiselle wouldn't know about is going to be a hard pill for me to swallow which is something that i'm keeping my eyeballs on Markley, the guard, is asked to find out if Day killed her family. And while he doesn't know if he can find out that information, he at least knows where to look. She also wants to know how they escaped the assassins and asks for the tapes on that. I wonder what that is going to inform her, other than Demrazel is clearly a robot. And if that is known what else could possibly she get her hands on because that's something she stated there's last episode when he said what would we do without you i have a feeling that maybe i don't know somehow this is gonna turn for day i think that he thinks he's in control and because demerzel is so competent like me uh i'm like there's no way she can be letting all this shit fly under her radar but i think that that she's around finding out more stuff herself (laughs) that depending on how people feel about certain things because there's it's brought up how certain technology is banned and on that muriel if you noticed it looked like our solar system look like a skinless man i don't know if it's skinless i'm gonna guess it's a robot (laughs) or evolutionary ai it's got a terminus and all the things that happen at the foundation gail's voiceover if not gail herself was in this episode starting off about how parents and how without their meeting you would never have been born it's what happens over generations that has created life but psychohistory doesn't care about any of that there is no emotional uh, empathy to the brutal outcomes and sacrifices that will need to be made for psychohistory to plot the correct course now one could say this could be an indication of couples and who's going to have a child that could possibly affect things going forward or in the future it could be that 
Um, but I took a different approach to it. Uh, and, and thinking that it's about the relationships that form, uh, but how much those relationships don't matter to the events that have to take place. Anyhow, Brother Constant insta fell for Hover Mallow. She woke him up with her eyes. He does not mind women falling over themselves for him. He's just not used to ones in robes. And who also optimistically sees him as someone better. And also she would love for him to break her hymen. I do like Brother Constance's brashness. I do think she does have a little bit of a trusting heart. (laughs) But I suppose that is meant to be who she is she's just very open very honest very trustworthy wants to see the best in people but i'm indifferent to the romance i don't even know why it's so prevalently pushed on me so very quickly it's not that i have a problem with this pairing i just everything moves so quick (laughs) like she could have asked him out for some dinner and then they have a break in separation, which we're supposed to look forward to re- reunion. But all I could think was, she gonna die. <laughs> is that my, am I the only person that thought that? That the reason why, as soon as I asked myself that question, was because they want to, to, um, to bridge an emotional tie between these two people that might inspire because she's so pure in a lot of ways kind of too pure (laughs) that she would so adamantly believe that someone she's never met and probably does feel after betraying his faith even though he knows his faith is bullshit that he did turn his back on his community because people are going to feel that type of way and here she is forgiving and full of you're much better than that and one day you're going to be able to open that bottle of wine you've been waiting all these years to celebrate for and her not drinking is not intended for they're going to have a drink together but (laughs) that he's going to have a ghost drink with her i don't know i could be completely wrong she also pointed out that she has a pater and I stupidly didn't realize she meant she had two dads because I thought that one dude in the first episode was her boyfriend. Nope, that was her dad. And that's when Homeboy also learned that her father is the director. Mallow sees his name written on the vault and points out cycle history isn't supposed to work like this. I'm sure something people from the books are stating i just heard that criticism (laughs) i don't particularly have it polly agrees but he got the engraved invitation so here we are when hober declines to go in upon seeing the incinerated warden no hell no he is sucked inside another thing done against his will polly and constant follow constant says that her religion doesn't allow for them to be recognized by their first name and because this show is based on roman history i have heard is she supposed to be the equivalent of a vestal virgin because they're not supposed to have sex (laughs) they have sex and it's found out they're murdered once inside we learned that for Hobart, he's been wandering around for two days while it's only been a couple of minutes for them. And while the director was adamant that he was not going to go into that vault because he needed to govern, he ends up coming in because ultimately he loves his daughter. This guy's an asshole. 
There's nothing great about him, but he does love his daughter. Polly tells Holber to have some respect. They are inside Harry Seldon's mathematics. Well, I wouldn't go that way. I took a dump over there. <laughs> I will say Holber Mallow did grow on me this episode. But then I thought, sir, there is no water and no toilet paper. Ew. Soon they find themselves in an office with food, books, and the prophet who is dressed in black. This Harry Seldon is very different, fully in control and not emotionally uh, analyzing his decisions over 138 years of mental torture and mental insanity this guy is scary as fuck (laughs) he explains everything is made of molecules and the vault manipulates molecules which is made of harry selden so when you ask what how is there even food you get the answer Director Sir Mac wants attention and he gets it in the form of an insult above his intelligence when he says the prophet that is because that's that's who this Harry is going to be called you look like a man who built himself a mountain to stand atop of and a fine suit as well when he meets constant he looks at her attire and states the foundation has reached its religious stage before transforming his performance right before our eyes to one of a loving father patting her head in favor polly had to introduce himself before harry recalled him he did recall him though and to be fair it's been like 138 years i would never look at polly and think wow that's that little kid i met he does brush him off and say great man i mean that polly of course wants to be considered in higher esteem than that throwaway line which many religious folks tend to be by showing off he knows they are in a four-dimensional space harbor harbor isn't impressed he's still over there eating telling selden he tastes delicious and that he could have offered him some food turns out harry needed them all to not go to war but to prevent a war and polly was so smug (laughs) so very smug after playing the gracious host polly begins asking more questions like how the prime radiant is there harry says of the prophet that the prime radiant can be essentially in two places at the same time also didn't mention that there is a statue of Salvador Harding in their in their meeting room and headquarters. Polly is sucked into the idea that he is an agent of peace. At first, director Cermak tried to say, "Okay, look, we ready to knuck if you buck." But Polly's like, "Shut the fuck up. He's not a warmonger. He's what I thought he was. He's a good man." He's about peace and liberation. I don't need to be disillusioned all this time. He's proving to be exactly what I thought he was going to be. And he's putting me, me, the religious part of our religion, in charge of the diplomatic mission, the ever so important diplomatic mission to open relations with Trantor and to sell the foundation to the people. It's graduation day. You're going to put on performance like no other with brother brother constant elbowing him out of the way so that she can get a kiss on the forehead polly was clearly jealous and this whole thing feels like a setup (laughs) by one prophet selden because i don't think for five seconds that he left last time saying prepare for war just to turn around and say no let's not prepare for war no he's trying to present the foundation in a certain perspective and by going to 
the the devil in his workshop you're going to force him to do something that is in line with how he reacts to things and i think that brother constant might be the fallout of that experience because she is the truest of believers and polly looks like he could easily realize he's been manipulated (laughs) and do something like trade sides just throwing that out there again i say i got a lot of theories most of them probably not going to come true because they they usually don't that's where my brain is then he says director shermack again fine suit you're ugly you're disgusting i'm gonna kill you give me two hundred dollars they are dismissed with their instructions with hobar being asked to stay polly lingers curious about why the prophet healed the warden he heard him on his doorstep and offered up some divine judgment let no being presume my mercy he's flirting with the devil the fact that he's playing into the idea of being a god or maybe worse not playing into the idea of being a god uh is is a lot to take in because on one hand he's like oh yeah yeah yeah, this is a useful stage he later explains but he is very much showing he has strength and that if things are not done his way he's willing to act that's more than just you know it's a little bit of an intimidation tactic notice that polly didn't drink but considering you know he has a preference for the nose candy i don't know if i'm going to give you that many points for not drinking (laughs) that bump of nose candy probably got you through quite a few hours also it it could be that he is becoming more of a believer that he's not drinking not because he's he's becoming sharper so to speak and it could be a combination of both Sally tells him him being mallow that a passing ghost gave him horror mallow's name and that he has influence and that passing ghost was that kaylee she was in the prime radiant previously uh so that would be my only guess his story is that he was beaten to the church by his father until he escaped using nefarious means to which he has no guilt considering the church is a con in itself uh, he points out you know how could this be your plan and selden says like all civilizations need something to feel growth though some societies don't escape it in time the church will fade to be replaced by another mechanism and i think that's where we are currently through you know another huge part of society that is at the us of a <laughs> or the vatican but yeah there is there is that idea that religion had its place no one's never not saying that but it also has put us in a place of stagnation and until we get past that we aren't i mean all we're doing is pumping out different versions of iphones we're, we're kind of hitting a little bit a little bit of a uh, a barrier to open a hand in friendship one must make sure to have uh, a fist behind his back with a blade in it this is language that he can speak while they were talking about selling the religion you can hear him rolling his eyes he's not a believer he's never going to be a believer but he has met someone who's kind and you can see that impact on him in the very short time that they've been around each other b 
think if he can serve a purpose to the foundation to his community that doesn't involve that well yeah sign me the fuck up he says i can be a blade tell me where i i I need to be thrust when he comes out of the vault he has a long goodbye with constant as they talk about what kind of relationship they're gonna have and they're come back to each other and that's when gail's voiceover leaves us out with love and attraction means nothing to evolution except for the impact to our own existence and that's where i was uh getting those premonition vibes lastly let's go to sawena bell rios and glay wing it and they do mean paraglide down to the surface of the planet landing in a damn superhero pose really nigga he didn't actually land in the right spot because he was asking or calling out glaze name i don't think we needed the extra bit of dialogue this was one of the few flaws i found in, in the episode right here when he says now we need to go find the 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 extraction package <laughs> and we need to make contact yeah we already established that when you guys were on the ship and it was pretty much a second ago i would have preferred because what's a criticism if you can't offer up a another idea i would have preferred something akin to a joke at the fact that he missed the spot like oh did your time on so and so uh keep you off track oh man something against his skills right something to make him feel insecure in that moment or a need to prove himself or or something that would have added more layers to him hulking out because one could say it's understandable to have a moment of bloodlust especially when someone fucking spits in your husband's face i mean <laughs> one would say this this weekend there was a lot of bloodlust in the in the black community it's it's common and considering what he's been through not worth his husband having so much of a negative reaction to one action but if you had had this moment of like banter between them of oh yeah you clearly still have some catching up to do then when they get to their extraction package well when they follow it because it's been taken by a group of straight up grown ass little rascals from the back alleys of victorian london i enjoyed them more than i probably should have bell rios and glade did offer to pay even though bell rios was kind of like i'm gonna let you think that that's what's gonna happen because i know that's not gonna happen and i'm not looking for that particular option so when he was spit on it gave him all of the permission to do exactly what he did and he showed that he has um some good skills at taking people down glay is upset glay's got skills too that there was a bloodless way and he decided not to take it and i'm like well did you not see the spit in your face (laughs) (laughs) but he wanted to fight and even looked surprised that he didn't and he says look empire takes a toll indeed and he knows what day saw he's starting to see what day saw which was a man brimming with a lot of potent anger and while he's still loyal to his oath pointing that anger in his enemy's direction is a (laughs) win-win and glay says by the time you recognize an atrocity you may have already been complicit in one or you may already be complicit in one and as soon as he said those words i was like he gonna die y'all him and constant on my list they gonna die (laughs) something tells me glay is going to he's he's kept his his part of himself intact and it's understandable that his husband has not he's been through a lot of psychological trauma he can't just see you once again and everything goes back to the way it was no plus you're not taking a break 
as he pointed out like we needed time to get to know each other he's he's telling him all the things that's going to lead up to something happening where he's going to be forced to reconcile his loyalty to empire with his own morality and then there's the line that gail said or not gail sour said last episode about what her father said is don't let your morals get in get in the way of what is right his morals is to stay loyal to the emperor but what is right is to turn on this motherfucker uh empire but he also like this man is also creating more destruction as much as you're saving people you're also still killing other people once they reach their contact he doesn't ease up on his rifle until the episode title is spoken which is a poem once inside glay tells them this must be quick as they already had a run-in with the locals was his name deacon i think it was deacon bar says that the empire's joke and released have left a mark equally because they talk about how barbarians are now on the planet it's like yeah that is the the catch right you have an empire that completely has them under their boot yet you leave and then the worst comes out the the true gonna do what it takes to survive and then there's no order i think that's kind of what the point i was trying to make some episodes go in episode one he has been sending dispatches for 40 years without a response and he gets along with bel rios almost immediately because they both recognize in each other that military career military service individual they have a a a very ingrained duty that they are going to die doing he offers to make them some tea when glay spots some books something glay has never seen as they are that rare the one that he has gifted him with was about two wars or two great armies in a approaching war and the debate about the purpose of and then they toast once they get their their tea here's to those that fight but glay follows it up with here's to those that fight and ask why and while bel rios at first is like oh come on not this shit again it's actually deckham who's like yeah he's right that's the correct toast and he is someone who knows what he's talking about he's also over there smoking a hookah pipe he catches them up today on the magicians and their technology with them connecting the foundation immediately to the vault which is said to contain harry selden's spirit interestingly glay points out evolutionary ai was banned centuries ago and i'm thinking robots 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 i think we have two robots and they're doing stuff and we don't know how it's all putting together but one is named ito dimmerzo and i think the other one's named callie he's even more blown when he finds out they have whisper ships that can fold space without jumpers something that they were told polly and constant not to take with them because they don't want the empire to confirm because that's the thing he even said all of this is speculation unless we get our hands on one of those ships so that's why he didn't want them to go in their ship and it seems that they're using which they confirmed a little bit later because they said could it be organic because the ships look like they're driving with a mind of their own and i thought back to star trek discovery and i was thinking is the bishop's claws on the planet being domesticated because it feels like they've been domesticated and then i like to call back at the end when you uh hear her say we'll take care of so and so and you're like who's that and you see a bishop's claw and then you get the answer like holy shit it's the bishop's claws that are guiding uh guiding that that that's pretty awesome the town shows up 
at bar's door knowing he has the two imperial people in there imperial and knowing that he was going to be found out anyway he tells him like i already took some poison with tea but a shot to the the dome would be appreciated and he was so happy when bell just took out his gun he's like oh thank god (laughs) that's when he gifts them with the book he shows them a a secret way out using his bookcase and then they use the extraction i don't know how i felt about how they got onto the planet and how they got off of the planet i um i could have taken it or left it but that is pretty much how we end our episode so basically he can report back what he knows but how like i don't know how long well they said there was gonna do they could jump on a jump ship and be in the empire what within a couple of days and then i suppose that's when homeboy could show back up to report like uh no what about your jump ships what about this but more importantly they got the technology for the aura and that could be shown as some type of crime just for having that and i think no matter what he wants to destroy the foundation especially if he can't use it to his own benefit so i think what what he finds out here is going to be important to how the how the conversation is going to go with the diplomatic mission once again if you want to send feedback like a couch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black or magic Every day I'm, every day I'm, every day I'm hustling. Whip it real hard, whip it real hard.